listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Podcast episode one oh three. Sounds right. Feels right. Yeah, episode one oh three. Actually, like episode one oh eight. But who's counting? Uh, it is just us. Just a normal, just a normal episode. Now we don't guess. No, we're just we're just going for it here. I was gonna say we're just having yeah. a normal threesome on the podcast, but that's not that. Nope. You know what that what review said? No. The review said that we bring the bad takes, so I guess this podcast <laughs> is nothing but the bad takes. I'm sorry, guys. All we're bad sorry. takes. <laughs> None of our our famous fiend guests that we bring on to save us. Yeah, so we are streaming on all platforms. Uh, if you have any Ryan Reynolds recommendations, I guess drop them in the chat for the no people that are gonna end up watching this, but. Uh, we are reviewing the Adam Project today from Netflix and Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, like, do y'all want to just get right into it? This might be a, end up being a shorter podcast because you know this film is it is what it is. Yeah, another Ryan Reynolds uh, movie. <laughs> very straightforward, in and out. No reason to get too deep into it. Right. Uh, plus, we're we're going to be talking about Ryan Reynolds' um, work. I want to talk about kind of his best films. We can get into that later. Teach thinks Six Underground's a good movie. It stinks. Oh. No, I don't think it's good. I think it's incredible. I think it stinks. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. There's a yeah. There's a difference between uh, incredible and good, I guess. But uh, yeah, shout out to our guy um, Oliver Stacks on Twitter who literally so literally hates that movie. I think more than anything he's ever like. You haven't watched enough movies if that's like the one movie that you hate more than anything. But like. He despises that movie and it's hilarious. Um, so shout out to him. The Adam Project came out just a just a couple weeks ago. Uh, rated PG thirteen from Netflix, six point eight on IMDb. It's actually ranked as the number two popularity film overall on that website from the fans right now. Uh, trend, yuck. Not, not over like <laughs> in, in, in like all time <laughs> rankings, no. But like just in like pop- currently trending, yeah. So it's that's what I say. Trending, yes. when I, I should just I should clarify when I say that because IMDb has their own sort of rankings where it's like The Godfather number one, and then <laughs> no, but yeah, no, this isn't this isn't that. Um, came out a couple of weeks ago after accidentally crash landing in 2022. Time traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12 year old self for a mission to save the future. Uh, written and directed, or no, not written by, but directed by Sean Levy, uh, written by Jonathan Trooper, T.S. Nowlin, and Jennifer Flackett. I think this is based on a book originally. Stars Ryan Reynolds, Walker Scoble in his first ever movie as a young Adam, which is essentially just a young Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, back together for the first time since 13 going on 30. Hell yeah. Zoe Saldana, Catherine Keener, um yeah and that's that's pretty much it a host of other people who i guess like play bad guys 
And uh, this hasn't made any money because it's on Netflix. So they're going to lie and say 18 billion people stream this movie. Um, yeah, Blake Lively posted the lie earlier on Instagram. I think it was like 186 million hours or something like that. That's what they said. Oh, good. Um, just It has a 6.8, like I said, on IMDb. And just like that, the critics gave this a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Almost nice. It, yeah, almost nice. Which, come on, this is a Ryan, Ryan Reynolds movie. Why not just give this a 69? <laughs> like, seems pretty on brand. 77% from audiences. Critics consensus. You've seen Ryan Reynolds do this sort of thing before. But the Adam Project offers uh, slickly entertaining and occasionally even moving sci-fi action. I kind of agree with that, to be completely honest. But, um, yeah, that is the Adam Project. Tej, go ahead, man. Give us your review, letter grade, so on, so um, forth. I like Ryan Reynolds. It took me probably longer to accept the fact that I like the Ryan Reynolds movie experience um, than, than it was. I was liking the movies, but I wouldn't agree that I liked Ryan Reynolds. But I'm now firmly in the camp of Ryan Reynolds is good. When I saw Free Guy, which I expected to be awful, I was like, that's not the worst thing I've ever seen. So I'm all in on the Ryan Reynolds, but this is just another Ryan Reynolds movie, which is like a different plot. Uh, it's really cool to see the kid doing a Ryan Reynolds impression, and he's given like little quips like Ryan Reynolds would give you in every Ryan Reynolds movie, which is fine. Uh, the stuff with the family and the fact like the, like the thing you just read, the tagline says it has heart. It does have a little bit of heart. But as far as like the plot of this film and the action of this film, like I could not have cared less about that <laughs> at all. Like yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have liked it better if he just was Ryan Reynolds just walking around talking to his past self and dealing with bullies and dealing with like the problems of a twelve year old. But like his grown self is also there. Like that dad trauma. Better, yeah, that <laughs> the dad trauma stuff. Like all that was a much better movie than like the sci fi part of the movie, which is like yeah. he's back, he's in the past, and he's trying to save his wife and. These guys are here, and now we're using lightsabers. Like, that didn't do much for me. Uh, but I had a perfectly fine time with it. But if I'm going looking for the Adam, for the uh, Ryan Reynolds experience, uh, I'm going to turn on Six Underground, which is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this for what it was. I would say I would give this a B minus. It's fine. I didn't regret watching it. Um, it's not the longest movie, which is fine, but it's probably longer than I would have liked. And uh, it was nice to see Jennifer Garner on screen. I hadn't seen her on screen in a good minute. Yeah, uh, it's always it's always nice to see uh, the Hulk on screen, uh, especially yeah. when the Hulk is, is, is the not dad. the Hulk. He's gotta, yeah, he's got to come come to grips with the fact that he's maybe been a bad dad. That stuff really worked for me. Like the comedy stuff, the emotional stuff really worked for me. But like the actual plot and action stuff, there was a time where it was like you're having the last scene, and it's like, oh, we got to do this thing and blow up this machine, and I was like. I don't really know what's going on, but I don't really care. Like, <laughs> I just want to get to the point where we know that Ryan Reynolds is going to find Zoe Saldana again. Let's just get to that and see if they can finally have some sexual chemistry because I didn't feel any at all nope. between the two of these people. <laughs> uh, so I'll give it a B minus. It, it was fine. I'll probably never watch it again, but I didn't hate it. Their sexual chemistry was that they're both hot on screen. So it was yep, just sort of like, it. be hot. And they're uh, like, I'm trying but to think if I've ever seen Ryan Reynolds have good sexual chemistry with a co-star woman because he didn't have it in Free Guy either. And I'm starting to think it's the way that I view Ryan Reynolds. It's not necessarily who the woman is standing next to him. It's like I don't view him as like a person who's capable of creating like sexual chemistry on a movie set. Nah. Uh, definitely maybe had a little bit between he, he and Isla Fisher, but they're kind of the same person. 
to be completely uh, honest. I can see that. I can see which that. Is, which is interesting. Um, I his really sex appeal that. in real life with like his sexual chemistry in real life comes from the fact that Blake Lively just also adopted his online persona. <laughs> and, like, so, <laughs> and so you're just like, okay, yeah, they work together because Blake Lively just started like fucking writing Instagram captions like Ryan Reynolds would write them. So it works now. Yeah. Yeah. And not for nothing. He's just really good looking. Like he always has been. So yeah. like, I don't, you know, I don't know, but uh, Dex, what do you think about it? I agree mostly with what everything that Teach said. All right, look. So, I, I am a Netflix truther. Okay, it's time for us to all be honest. Netflix is bad at making movies and TV shows. They are the Russell Westbrook of streaming God services. Damn. <laughs> like, oh <my> just, <laughs> just putting up shots and bricking. Putting up <laughs> shots and bricking. They were stat padding for years on teams that were going nowhere when we weren't really paying attention to what good basketball means. And they put up the fucking triple double record with like orange is new black and, you know, <laughs> fucking house of cards and all this other shit. And now we're fucking stuck with this mediocre ass shit. And they're charging exorbitant prices for all of this mid <laughs> they're on a the fucking max it, contract. <laughs> price of the brick going up too. It's going up it's every going up. year. Quality's going down. The price is going up. It's insane. It, it's time for us to be honest about Netflix. They're bad at this. And I think I'm in on this analogy. That was perfect. I'm, I, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I as soon as I saw this movie was going to be a Netflix movie, I was like, oh, so it'll be fine. Like that's just kind of like where I'm at. Every I feel like every Netflix movie that I watch that's not like obvious Oscar bait. You know, like your uh, you know, you don't look ups or Roma or whatever uh netflix oscar bait comes out that year the every other popes, movie the movie that actually exists definitely doesn't exist two pups is so fake i, I still don't know anyone <laughs> who has actually clicked play on the two pups and watched the whole movie like, there's no way like it's two got pups a, is, just, is just a trailer if you click on it it's just like this was a fake movie <laughs> it's got to redirect you somewhere it's a phishing scam like just embedded in netflix there's no way two pups is real but yeah every other movie that they make that's not obvious oscar bait is like it's just fine it's like completely forgettable. You watch it the one time and you probably enjoy it and then just never think about it again until you watch the next thing that they put out. And that's exactly what this movie was for me. Are you trying the to plot, say that you don't think about Bird Box anymore? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> completely yeah, forgot about, about Bird Box in 2017. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fucking. Like, there's Bird Box. There's... uh. I, even the one that just came out with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds in it, Red Notice. No one Red ever Notice. talks about that movie anymore. Everyone watched it and was like, huh, that's bad. And then we just don't talk about it anymore. I didn't even that's watch punk. it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. On the next thing. But yeah, I mean, this movie is fine. Like, there's nothing exceptional about it. There was funny at parts. I like Ryan Reynolds and the kid. Zoe Saldana showed up for like, 15 minutes and probably got even in this three movie. million dollars <laughs> because netflix just throw will throw money at anyone and anything like she was barely in this movie the female villain in the movie like by the time we got to the end of it i was like i don't i still don't know what you're here for or <laughs> like why yeah why you exist why is she like, the lady from get out like that's that's the yeah lady it's Catherine, out, right okay Catherine Keener, yeah yeah uh i mean mark ruffalo he was in the movie for like 30 minutes which was cool. Like I enjoyed what he did, but yeah, 
Jennifer Gardner was in the movie for 30 minutes. They just like had all these other people that Ryan Reynolds now show up for 30 minutes each. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not at the same time, but like whatever, man. It's just completely forgettable. Nothing will surprise you about this movie. Uh, it's a, another Ryan Reynolds movie. The kid, the kid is really good. I gotta give mm-hmm. him that. He mm-hmm. like, definitely did an excellent Ryan Reynolds impression, but yeah, this movie is completely forgettable. It's a flat C, like 72 out of 100. Like nothing to write on about. Yeah, uh, this movie, if it wasn't just like a, it, like this is, yeah, this is the Netflix movie. Like you said, it's just like, if this was in theaters, I don't even know if it would make a lot of money, which is kind of the, like, I don't know if y'all remember the movie, like Zathura or whatever. No. It's just like, <laughs> no, see, it was like Jack Shepard's first sort of thing. And it was um, who basically runs Disney now in Marvel. Uh, Feige? Feige? Yeah, no, it wasn't Feige. Who's doing all the Disney original? Re- Did Iron Man? Fuck. Uh, Favreau? Nope. Yeah, Favreau. Thank you. Uh, it was Favreau's like first adventure into like big, bigger budget things. And it just tanked at the box office. It reminds me so much of like that movie where it's like a sci-fi action adventure that no one would go see. (laughs) Yeah. But it lives forever on Netflix and you literally the barrier to entry to it is zero. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do anything at all. It's just like on their flash screen. Somehow Netflix, I think the reported budget on this was a hundred million dollars how they got Jesus. that it's like 111 million dollars it doesn't Crazy. look like 100 million dollar movies in the action sequences you don't it doesn't feel like a big budget movie although you know it is because of who's in it but it doesn't it doesn't like look good at all it doesn't look like oh this is what they got their money's worth yeah that's, that's shocking and on top of all of that on top of it being just the stereotypical like yeah, this makes sense that this is on Netflix movie. You know, Dex, it's such a perfect analogy because we we all know exactly what you're talking about. Like, if it's not Defy Bloods or uh, the uh, a Roma. movie that we hate, Roma, or no, not that we don't hate Roma, the, uh, the Irishman, like obvious yeah. Oscar bait. <laughs> this is the stuff that they're making. Beast of No Nation or whatever. Like, you get yeah. like one a year, one or two per year. It's like an actually good Netflix movie. They like very intentionally went out of their way to try to win Oscars with it. Everything else is just, it's just whatever. It's not even all bad. Yeah. It's just whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, that is, that's what this movie is. And it's, it's, it's like, I don't know if y'all watch project power. The Did Jamie you know, Foxx one. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. People said it was so bad that it made me stay away. It, was it, it, good? it, it no. <laughs> <That's>, no. <laughs> that was the thing, and it just felt kind of like a just a nothing thing. Like, but this isn't nothing. There's a little bit of heart. To, I I feel like we're leading this up to say it was a piece of shit. It wasn't a piece of shit. It was just there, which is kind of yeah. the thing. And it was. And I wrote in a review on Apollo Hou. You can go find it. It is and this isn't an original thought, but it is a copy of just so many other family-friendly romp Mm -hmm. sci-fi movies from the 80s and the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Think Amblin Entertainment. Think early Spielberg, but just not as good. Yeah. Um, And 
it you know it feels like there's moments of the goonies it feels like there's moments of et it definitely mm-hmm. feels like there's moments of the last uh, not the most recent star wars but the last of the original trilogy of star wars films there's literally a speeder chase through the woods like indoor in this movie (laughs) (laughs) literally that there's lightsabers there's there's ships that make pushes yeah there's ships (laughs) that make jumps to hyperspeed and everything else troopers there's stormtroopers yeah literally so yeah it just feels like that the only thing that kind of makes this go like if this just had i don't know anyone name an actor that wasn't as quick-witted as ryan reynolds and a kid actor who we Dex you said was very good. If this kid actor wasn't game and good, this it movie kind of really falls flat. This movie yeah. would be absolute ass if that kid That's wasn't fact, hilarious. Yeah. That's nice. And he was. He was really, really good. And I'm interested to see if he can do something other than the or maybe he just carries the Ryan Reynolds torch for <laughs> for Gen Z going forward. But he <laughs> he was he was very good. He matched energies really well. And I thought the quips were really funny but there was a little bit of something there and maybe it's just everyone's repressed emotions that they have with their dad deep down every dude's repressed emotions that they had with their dad deep down that it's just like oh you know maybe i should have hugged my dad more and that was that's just sort of like that's just sort of like what's at the heart of this movie and i think it works a little bit it's a little bit more deep ryan reynolds character than we've gotten and we kind of saw that a little bit of free guy and i think that's to do and i wrote in my review as well that this is to do with a lot of he and sean levy have kind of found that formula that let's be honest that it was wearing thin after deadpool 2 we were like um is this sarcastic yeah is this sarcastic thing gonna be the thing that we're just we're just doing we're just doing this every time we got the one pitch that's it all right we got a we got a fastball is the I put, is the fastball losing a little zip? Is it losing a little zing here for Ryan? And, you know, they kind of recaptured it somehow. And and I think that's because they made his characters a little bit more vulnerable and not have as much plot armor. And, like, he can't just deflect a lot of stuff with zingers like he normally does. And I think it ended up working a little bit. Now, to say all that, it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a movie. It... uh literally wastes performances from Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, and Zoe Saldana. Like you could add anybody to that. Um, Also, also the DH Catherine Keener is objectively, uh, is terrible. Awful. (laughs) At the the very end of the movie. It's a huge miss there. You could have just had a younger actress just do that. Um, And then, yeah, so it's a copy of all that. And then not to be, not to like get too far in the weeds here. The, the time travel stuff is some of the most convoluted time travel stuff. I think I, I got lost and maybe somebody smarter than me. Like this isn't supposed to be a convoluted movie, but they had some weird time travel laws in this movie. And then they and just, it just got it complicated. doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> By the end of it. it literally doesn't matter. <laughs> literally like, none the... of it matters at the end. Like yeah. you can interact with yourself. You can change the, like it, they would literally have characters multiple times. Be like, wait, aren't you being here and telling me all this stuff? Like, aren't you changing the future? And it was just like, oh, no, hand matter. wave away. Like, I hand wave it. I was like, wait, okay, so that doesn't matter at all? Like, no, it doesn't matter at all. Like, literally doesn't matter. Unless most you die. Of the time, <laughs> yeah. And most of the time with these, like, Back to the Future 3 or whatever, like, if you just say, because I said so, like, it's fine. We'll go with along with the ride. 
but they, it, it is really convoluted, especially like when Zoe Saldana was like, I went back to the past and then they shut it off and then I couldn't get back and you'll find me again. And da 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 da. And I'm like, what is. I don't understand any of that. I just was like, oh, okay, he's here. It's a safer. You know? Um, so yeah, that I give it a I give it a C plus. I think it's really carried by Ryan Reynolds and, and Walker Scoble. I think they're really good together. Thought a lot I laughed out loud at a couple of parts. I thought their lines were really funny together. And at the very end, it it does have a it does have a little bit of heart. And like like you said, I always like seeing Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner on screen. Like, come on. Apparently, unlike our, our guy in the chat over here who says, I hate Jennifer Garner. Every time I see her on screen, all I can think is, did she just finish crying? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is not incredible. A, not a huge Daredevil or Alias fan? Didn't like uh, Peppermint, that movie, that actual <laughs> no, movie no. she made a couple years ago? I don't think that we... <laughs> It's weird that Netflix is spending $100 million on something like this when their best content is the trashy documentaries about people being scammed. Yes. I'm obsessed with the documentaries about people being scammed, and I'm sure those things cost like $15 to make. That's literally they all are, I need from them. <laughs> that's all I click on the app for these days. Like, I want to, oh, there's a new person being scammed? Yes. I want to hear all about how stupid they were in getting scammed in this manner. That's really right. all that I need to open my Netflix for. I go to worst HBO Worst roommate ever or whatever. Yes, what I just got done watching Bad Vegan, incredible television. Uh, yeah, don't know Tinder how Swindler, it all happened. Amazing, Tender Swindler, uh, all this stuff. Like it's all I need, and they all got the same basic format. You could tell they got the same person who's leading the vision of these things. Don't uh, don't fuck with cats. These are all the this incredible guy, like incredible content that cost them nothing to make, and instead. They're like, no, let's spend $100 million on a Ryan Reynolds movie that literally no one is going to. I haven't seen one person say, like, this movie is phenomenal. This is a great film, a great use of these resources. No. Like, everybody's just like, eh. <laughs> and they have the gall to be like, we're broke. And you're like, get out of my face, man. <laughs> we need to raise prices again. <laughs> and the thing with, we, we talked about the Netflix problem all, you know, a, a thousand times. But, like, yeah, sometimes they've kind of figured out that, yeah, maybe people won't go, like, see these movies that aren't on already known IP. So we'll go ahead and put them like, but this kind of movie like plays better in the theater. Like when they're zipping around in spaceships and stuff, objectively, yep. it plays better in the theater. So why they're like maybe, yeah, the block bus the blockbuster problem is really weird because it's, it's like, Oh, Sid, <laughs> you know, come watch our, come watch our movie on your, you know, 50 inch, samsung or whatever and you're just like uh, <laughs> i, I okay. always thought that netflix is going to settle into like there are movies that are not made anymore because it doesn't make sense to put them in a movie theater right yeah. like a rom-com people don't go to the movie theaters to see rom-coms they go to the movie theaters to see like action movies adventure movies like movies that need to be presented on the big screen Super i don't know generous. why netflix is not like we are going to make 30 million dollar rom-coms that have a lot of heart and spunk and give them to you one after another and force them down your throat and people will fucking love them and you can't go to a movie theater to go see rom-coms so it would make perfect sense instead you're making a blockbuster and we're like why is this on netflix and also this movie isn't good but a blockbuster doesn't have to be good as long as we all go pay our money to go see it but that's yeah. not what's happening when we for the, the collective experience of a blockbuster is going like oh my god did you see dwayne johnson like fight a building and you're just yeah. like yeah I did. It was awesome. You know, skyscraper. He jumped off that skyscraper. That shit was dope. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're fast and furious. They're fucking sucking cars through buildings with magnets. Like, that's cool. I want to watch that with other people. I want to watch that at my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I think the fact that they didn't pivot to indie studio, you know what I mean? Even though they have billions of dollars. But the fact that they didn't pivot to like, all right, we'll make name a movie like lamb or whatever you know what i mean oh god the movie. oh god please we don't need anybody to make any more lambs yeah but mm. it's the the facts or x or whatever that movie is or that x. yes there you go good job so you just want netflix think- to buy a24 is what you're saying yes <laughs> which i think is what apple did to be honest so so we'll just see it there but i i think yeah the 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 making the blockbusters for the small screen is like Stupid. i don't it's know a bad yeah. plan to me it's, Apparently it's, it's good great. business, but also why is Ryan Reynolds? Because Ryan Reynolds has obviously made a lot of Netflix movies. He made Six on the Ground, which is a Netflix movie. He made The Red Notice, which is a Netflix movie. So obviously there's a thing going on there. But I just don't. I I feel like that's a weird. It, it's Ryan Reynolds is not the guy that makes people go to the movies. I know that his movies are popular, but like no, I don't. People don't say like, oh my god, I gotta go see the new Ryan Reynolds movie. Like I, I people nah. don't say that. We're just like, oh, those are fine. But, like, nobody is like, why don't you just go give The Rock a bajillion dollars and just put all his movies on there? Well, the problem was, click on those. the problem was that Deadpool made a billion dollars in that. And so it's like, Twice. but people wanted to go see Deadpool. He's in a mass the entire People wanted to go see Deadpool do Deadpool things. And it was funny to see a superhero, you know, say fuck balls shit and, <laughs> and slice people in half. That's what people wanted to go see. And it was objectively great. And it was pretty good the second time too. So that's kind of what gave him this authority to sort of do this stuff. And then for all it, I think free guy made decent money and made his money back, but like, it ended up being like top 10 box office last year for what yeah. that's worth. So like, I don't think it's a like, yeah, you're right. I don't think people are like going flocking to the theaters anymore to go see ryan reynolds specifically but there is something there you know it's not like he's not a box office flop now anymore in his career nah he's a he's probably like a b-lister like a b-plus lister <laughs> like he's not it's kind of it's kind of the thing like with with any non-superheroes you know or when when they do non-superhero projects like are people still going and seeing their movies you know like are people going and seeing like the latest Chris Hemsworth movie when he's not Thor. Not really. No. You know what Chris I mean? Hemsworth is not. I Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is just an MCU draw. I, I wouldn't consider him like a, a star outside of that. It's going to make you go see some other movie because he's some, not a good actor. But <laughs> Someone is slandering Michael Bay in our chat. This has got to stop. Michael Bay is incredible. I love no. Michael Bay. Michael Bay is not good. Michael Bay. I love Michael Bay. <laughs> Look, I I'm watching those movies. I'm part of the problem because I every single Transformers movie that came out, me there. and my dad <laughs> in the theater opening weekend. It was always like like Fourth of July weekend, which is my birthday weekend. Every time we were just fucking in there watching every single Transformers movie, no matter how bad they got opening weekend. And my dad like never goes to the movies, but we were just always in there for Transformers. The weirdest thing about Michael Bay is that he's like, he's like simultaneously like set the market and then market corrected himself within his career. <laughs> it's so crazy. He like with all these huge blockbuster action shoot 'em up adventure movies that he did and then the first transform the first couple of transformers movies people were like oh shit these make 
500 million dollars easy regardless of what they are and then <laughs> and then he made like and then he made like transformers eight and people were like oh wait <laughs> hold on a minute here. yeah yeah wait 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 uh we don't need like mark Wahlberg drinking bud light in the middle of this train like we okay but the funny thing about him as well too is that he he went to like usc film school people know that michael bay is talented and then he just was like you know what i'm gonna make the exact opposite of what i went to film school for. <laughs> i'm gonna make bad He's boys what if we did more movie was bad boys we literally cannot ever slander that man his first time up to bat he hit a grand slam he white people loved it black people think it's a cult classic it is the greatest movie of all time yeah you bad boys is it's incredible uh, not to not to get in but let's get back to the adam project review i know it's like not that much of a movie to talk about but like yeah. when what were some of y'all's favorite parts of the movie like i i really like enjoyed the I wasn't expecting him to be because I had seen promo with Walker Scoble and Ryan Reynolds and videos that Ryan Reynolds had shared, which Ryan Reynolds is basically just he's an ad man now. He just makes ads. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that's really funny. But I thought like coming into it, I was like, oh, his kid made it could like derail this whole thing. No, he was it was incredible to actually yeah. watch. And I was like, what? The kid is the best part of the movie. I he is. Honestly, I can't really remember any scenes from it. Like, it's one of those. I watched it, like, what, Saturday, I think? Mm -hmm. And what's today? Tuesday? Pretty much every scene that I liked has gone from memory. But I, I just remember enjoying the kid. Like, the kid being the funny part. His stupid-ass quips and, like, just being a young Ryan Reynolds. Uh, something about it, doing it makes it more endearing at this point. Like Agreed. seeing Ryan Reynolds do it over and over, it's like okay, we get it. Like this is what you do, but seeing a little kid come through and do it, I really enjoyed that. I like the part where uh, they go to the school and they have to deal with the, or they they're out running errands and have to deal with the bullies. Um, oh yeah, the, the the way that he talks to the bullies after the kid like gets beat up is just <laughs> hilarious, and it's also really funny to have the kid get beat up like. <laughs> yeah, they like really hype you that. up with like, yes. oh, he's gonna beat this kid's ass. He's, like, he's gonna drive a moment. He gets shit kicked out of him. <laughs> out of him yeah. He says, "I will pull the bones out of your body, sharpen them, and fill Chucky's mouth with them." He's like, "Are you peeing?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> All right, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, didn't he say something about the kid being he's like you're a real streamer aren't you <laughs> yeah real yeah it, it it was really funny he just just saying he's going to kill these little kids in the middle of like broad daylight was just it was kind of funny but it was funny when he just he was like all right you're gonna fight this kid and he gets punched in the face and he runs away uh, <laughs> a weird thing gotta, in the movie go ahead i gotta say though like this movie is the most just extended SNL skit idea movie that we've ever seen. Like it's, <laughs> you can tell that Ryan Reynolds and the director, I forget his name, Levy, Levi, Levi, like yeah. Levy, whatever. They were just sitting around one day and they had an idea and they were like, that'd be a funny skit. And then they tried to stretch it into a movie and they just ran out of shit to say and do <laughs> because like the, the villains in this are just 
paper thin. Like the big Asian dude that they had, like the big group yeah. that they had come through. I was like, this is not a character. This is not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just threw this man on here on screen. And then he like half fought once. And I don't think he like half fought a second time. And he got his ass kicked at the end. The movie was over. Yeah, I, I put down uh, that future armor can't guard against present bullets. Yeah, yeah. I why do they do that in movies where they just always have like stormtroopers basically in like the most like ridiculous, cumbersome armor you've ever seen? And it doesn't and protect them from cooked. anything. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally nothing. It doesn't help at all. <laughs> like, what is this for? Why do we keep doing this? You might as well uh, just have them in uniforms, bro. Like, when they tried to have the lady have the, the, the her future self comes to the past to give her like a little pep talk about how important this all is. It's like, oh, they're trying to add some depth to this character, but holy shit, this character is literally paper thin. Like this nothing. villain, is, there's nothing behind this villain. This villain At is a flat school of paper. Like this is insanely bad. I, I could not be more the F on the villains. They were really bad. They added nothing to the story. And they didn't really put up much of a fight. Like in the end, it's just like, no, don't let him push the button that he needs to push right now this exact second. And it's like, this is the dumbest. Like, can we just get past this so we can get back to being sentimental with the kid? Like, what are we doing with these action sequences? It was just bad. And just to ruin the end, if you haven't seen the movie, like, spoiler alert, I guess. But like, um, you can guess the, the way that they the get the first five minutes of the movie. You can guess the, the way that they. <laughs> Yeah, the way that they get rid of the of her of the main villain, she tries to shoot them, and then they were like, "Oh wait, magnets!" And now the bullet hits the old, <laughs> hits the younger woman, so she like never exists. Basically, she kills herself. Yeah, and I was just it, like, "Oh come on!" And Mark Ruffalo basically goes like, "I'm not not an idiot." And you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo was like, "That was my plan all along." <laughs> she, yeah. she activated my trap card, magnets. <laughs> The dumbest yeah. shit ever, bro. And does uh, he still die? <laughs> Mark Ruffalo still just yeah, dies? Yeah, they don't really... I assume yeah, he still he dies. He still gets in a car wreck and dies. <laughs> so what was the yeah, point of like, that? <laughs> time travel wasn't invented, so then they couldn't like monopolize time travel and, and capitalism lost. That's what happened. Capitalism yeah. loses. <laughs> that was basically the, 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 the plot of the villain was basically to be like, I want to make money and they were like, well, we can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to go back in time and invent Bitcoin. <laughs> I also really hated the, you know, obviously they're doing the whole like, oh my God, if we do this, then we'll never meet because we, the basis of our meeting was like on time travel. And then it was like, oh, we'll find each other. And I was like, oh, that's going to be romantic. And then like, literally she just walks into his lecture and sits next to him. And I was just like, wait, I, I thought it was going to be some way of like, some breadcrumbs that were left that he follows this trail and instead she just literally just like walks into his life he didn't have to do fucking anything and i was like well, oh, that's how like they that. met originally, originally yeah it's so the same thing happened serendipitous they thing this, they just met the same way been... even though now they're not talking about time travel in the lecture they're talking about some other scientific formula or whatever the fuck they're talking about. yeah it was boring both times that they met like you're hot, I'm hot. Let's go be hot together. Yeah, you're in the wrong place, but hey, like, I don't want to be here either. So you know, you're kind of exotic. Let's do it. <laughs> no, um, 
I couldn't, it, it was weird because I couldn't, I don't think this movie, it had some weird tonal shifts because I don't know if it could decide if it wanted to be just like a happy-go-lucky Disney movie or an, an actual PG-13 movie. Because there's yeah. some like raunchy jokes in there as well. And then like just heartfelt kid humor, which I didn't, I didn't, you know, that's fine. But I, it, it went back and forth a couple of times. And uh, also too. it went back and forth between being like, Oh, it's so sad. I have to deal with so much trauma because my dad died. I should be nice to my mom. And then it was just like, Haha, time travel's funny, right? <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. I, I Like I said, I wrote a review about it. I don't really have much more to really say about it other Can than like... Can we talk about Zoe Saldana for a second? like her career or just in this movie because she like, wasn't really in this movie <laughs> in this movie but also like a larger i guess a larger point yeah i don't know what zoe's i don't when is the last time you saw zoe sat down their performance and you were just like man she really added something to that film because i don't have one can't avatar can't name it. and i'm she walked this movie and i was like oh that's who they chose to be his wife and that was about the only reaction i had for zoe sat down to the entire film i was like oh Okay, so he, this time he's got a black woman. That was about my only thought. Like, yeah, but I, like, I was just, she had she did nothing for not that she was on screen for a lot of the movie, but like she did literally nothing for me. I was like, can we just get back to the hanging out with the kid? Like, I was enjoying the kid. But let's just get back to that. She's kind of just blockbuster person now. To be drumline is the Basically. answer to your question. The last time, oh, that's I, I thought Drumline's she added to a movie. That was in two thousand and one. 2002 thank you it's been 20 oh, my years bad. My bad. <laughs> it's been 20 years since i saw i was always sat down in a performance and was like yeah she's got it she's going places and i was also I mean, seven years old <laughs> we watched that movie not too long ago yeah. like a, Great i film. guess a year ago but uh Great film. besides it's weird because besides uh, avengers movies guardians of the galaxy movies she doesn't oh she was in star trek but like i don't know she doesn't do anything oh she was in star trek that's right but she was still like the she was this character she's like the love interest in star trek yep to stock is is she going to be in the new guardians movie because you know there's that oh i'm sure yeah she's in guardians of the galaxy She's in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Holy already. shit! Those... Her Nina Simone movie. I didn't realize how awful it was as a two percent. People hated it. Rotten People Tomatoes. were very out on that portrayal. A two percent, and it made twenty-two thousand dollars <laughs> at the box office. Yo, two percent, twenty-two thousand dollars at the box office. Never seen anything like it. She's in Avatar That's Two and Three coming up. Guardians Three coming up. I think like the last she was in a movie called I Kill Giants, which I don't think anybody saw, but that was in like 2017. And other than that, she's been Gamora and done voice action. So this is like kind of her first thing post Avengers Endgame, really. She's going to be so, in a David O. Russell movie uh, that's untitled. We'll see what that's about. I like David O. Russell. I mean, like, seems like everybody's in that movie. That shit has got to be good. Like, if it's not. It been, literally know, everybody and their mom is in this film. So I mean, if it's bad, there are gonna be a lot of people with uh with some with some blame there because everybody in Hollywood is in that movie. Well, she uh, 
in our chat that says she's got a bad agent. I disagree. She's got a great agent. She's got an incredible <laughs> agent, actually. She's got an incredible <laughs> agent. She just is not good at acting. <laughs> you know, if you're getting all this without, like, you know, she's got, she must have Chris Pratt's agent, too. Like, come on. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, that dude, I don't know how he keeps getting all these checks. Like, what? What does anybody think, think Middle see? America likes Chris Pratt. I think Middle hey, America is a big fan of the guy. But why? Big fan like, of Kansas. He's just like <laughs> he's just like fat Ryan Reynolds. He's just like doing quips on screen. Like uh, I don't know. I don't. I never saw it for the guy. But those the that first Guardian movie is one of the most charming things I've ever seen. So maybe that's yeah. Maybe that I carries a lot of weight. Yeah. I guess once you if you have an MCU movie that people like, you're you're booked for life. You're good. If yeah. you want to be, I guess Chris Evans doesn't want to be. So he and wasn't he on Parks and Rec? People do love Parks and Rec, so maybe, maybe yeah. I, I'm not a big fan, but maybe that's where it comes from. But I've never been a Chris Pratt fan ever. He's never done anything that made me amazed at his talent. But there's checks we'll out about, there. He's getting to him. We'll talk about Ryan Reynolds, our favorite Ryan Reynolds movies here in a second. But let's do this first. What's next for this guy? Because he has Deadpool, and for all you know, he's nearly fifty, which is crazy. But like for all, is he really? Yeah, for all um, intents and purposes, is that he's gonna be a part of the greater MCU at large because one, those movies make a billion dollars, and two, I just think it'll be an interesting thing, uh, especially if you, especially if you can get. I need to get Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds on screen together. Absolutely, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I, I need. To, how, I need to do that. I don't know how you're gonna deal with the language of Deadpool, like the way that he speaks. Like they're not going to make a rated R MCU movie most likely. So like, how do you be able to get him to be quippy enough in these? I guess in a team up, you can just have him say a couple cuss words, and you still can keep your PG thirteen. They're just going to have like, Ryan Reynolds look us dead in the eye and say, "I can't cuss in this movie." Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's a good thing. That, I guess that works. That works. Like literally, just like, "Sorry guys, uh, I, I literally can't cuss in this movie." Hey guys, this is a PG thirteen movie, and I can't cuss in this. Movie. That's exactly what's going on. The weird thing to me is that the mouse is going to kill me. I know that Deadpool is the reason why we have the Ryan Reynolds experience that we have now, but none of his other movies are quite like Deadpool because most of them are like on the PG thirteen side. So like, it's not like he it's not like he's going around cussing and making like like uh like frat humor jokes. He doesn't really do that. He's more of like a free guy kind of humor. Uh, or the humor you see in this movie. And I find it weird because it's very different hearing him do frat boy comedy and make rape jokes versus doing like family friendly comedies. Like I kind of want him to get back to being a bit more edgy, but I know that that's not how you make a million dollars like per movie. <laughs> Buddy, you're forgetting how, uh, how much of a hold that Van Wilder has on uh, your generation. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So now that he's Van Wilder. Yeah, and I mean that was that that's who he was for a long time. Um his filmography is so much longer than I realized. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's an interesting like he's an interesting guy because it was like after uh Green Lantern basically, I mean it, it historic tank, historic critical failure as well too. There was a moment where he thought and there's a, I think a big Rolling Stone article about it where he says, you know, he didn't, he was fine. Like he was just going to go be the, the witty sidekick or whatever in a lot of things. And, you know, he didn't think it was going to happen for him. 
So he was fine with kind of his station in life. And then he, he like leaked the Deadpool footage and it kind of turned his career, turned his career upside down. Um, what do you think he leaked? Which if you don't, huh? He you haven't heard it? that? You haven't heard that story? Mm-mm. He like so, he got the part and then he leaked something. No, so there was a proof of concept film that he put together. Um, you can still find it on YouTube actually, and he and it somehow he it was supposed to be pitched to the studios at Fox who owned um, oh. who owned Deadpool at the time, and they were ambivalent about making it, kind of wary like who can do this, and he's always wanted to do it because like that Van Wilder humor he's always sort of had. Yep. It uh, it fit, and he knew that he could play the role. And so they put together this proof of concept. And the proof of concept is basically the beginning scene of the movie where he jumps into the car and and kills all those people. Oh. And so that's basically the first. They put that together. It was awesome with the studio, but they buried it. For some reason, they just still didn't think it would work. And so somehow he got a hold of it, or he held on to the footage or something, and he just leaked it online. And the overwhelming, like, and said, oh, I don't know how that got out there. Like, he literally did that in real life. <laughs> that was he a just, very, very smart decision yeah. that he made. Ryan yeah. Reynolds got it out the mud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the response was so overwhelmingly positive that everyone that everyone at Fox said, oh, fuck, we got to make this movie, don't we? And then it made <laughs> a billion right. dollars. And he was and right. It made a bajillion dollars. And so he's been able to really coast off of that for the better part of a decade now. And so it, and it really is sort of ushered back in this sense of irreverent humor that he has, that he does in literally all of his advertisements. He is on every commercial. He has a billion followers on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. Like anytime he puts out a YouTube video, it goes viral. So somehow whatever it is has clicked with it. And it may be that funny guy is handsome. That may be as like as deep as it goes. Funny Honestly, guy I have makes so jokes. much more respect for him. Like after finding out that he basically was like, "Nah, fuck y'all. This is going to be dope. Y'all got to put this shit out." I did not yeah. know that story. That's amazing. Yeah, go look That's it up. It, it, he talked about it a little bit. I think really on the Graham Norton thing, he finally kind of admitted to it. He was like, "I don't know how that got out there." Wink, wink. And <laughs> and it was it just was overwhelmingly positive. I remember when it happened too, because I saw it on YouTube. He like literally, he just leaked it on YouTube, which is just, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's Incredible. crazy. And so yeah. That, like, fuck yes. I would love to watch this movie and Fox and all shit. Now we right. have to make this movie. That's man, I think the thing that's like worked for him, like the reason that he keeps like being able to do all these ads and all these movies in the exact same way and all this other stuff is because like everyone's so cynical now that having someone just like explain to you like this is why this sucks and Mm. i'm looking at the camera (laughs) and i am a pitch man this is a commercial like everyone loves that shit now for whatever reason i don't i find it annoying at this point but like everybody like seems to really enjoy that shit i guess middle america just feels like smarter and like they've beaten the system they figured some shit out when you know people break the fourth wall or whatever but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I irony poisoning hasn't reached Kansas yet. <laughs> <laughs> just had it just it's slowly getting there. It just hadn't gone. Uh, they, they're so irony poisoned that they think that Ryan Reynolds breaking the fourth wall is like anti-irony poison. So yeah, like, maybe it's back yeah, around to it. Yeah, I will come, say that it is, 
I think it's it's well, it's not creative anymore because he's done it so many times. But there is something to be said about Deadpool. Of course, he's literally breaking the fourth wall, and people like that. But also, people just like the general tone of like his sarcastic stick, and he's been able to take the sarcasm, the sarcasm part. And apply it to other movies, whereas you, he's not breaking the fourth wall in the Adam Project, but he kind of is, right? He's being so sarcastic that you're just like, yeah, this guy knows that he's in a movie and he's pointing out all the little. I think this movie would be better if they gave him a little bit more freedom to kind of point out like the junk science that didn't work. Like, it, like instead of just hand waving it, like literally just have him explain it away and being like, yeah, this part doesn't actually really matter. Like, it's funnier well, that way. You get a laugh that way as opposed to just hand waving it. There's a part in the movie where he, young Adam is asking him about girls and stuff. And he's like, Adam, we're talking about time travel. And you're literally worried if we're going to get laid. And like, <laughs> there, there's a couple of moments like that where he, one, it, it, he's always in on the joke. Like he always is in on the joke and like understands the joke. And like, even will sometimes, like you said, go as far as like to explain the joke to people. And so... But yeah, where he's not looking at the camera and being like, this shit has nuts in it. Like that is, <laughs> it, you know, he's not doing that. But yeah, to a certain extent, he always kind of he always kind of is. And that's just sort of the sarcasm of it. Um, yeah. So John Levy, Detective Pikachu, too. There's a little bit of that. Like this is a cartoon movie kind of thing. Like he's a little yeah. bit, but it's like for kids, obviously. So like, it's like a different take on it, but the, the, those detective Pikachu, that detective Pikachu movie works way more than it should. It's just like Absolutely. A, a good time. Way better than it has any right to be. Um, yeah. And so Sean Levy, he and Sean Levy are actually doing Deadpool three. So this would be their third film together after oh. free guy. And then, so it'll be interesting to see if if they can add any weight to a character that's already been um, done twice and, you know, in subsequent other thousand YouTube videos and appearances and Twitter videos and everything else that he's done. If they haven't, I don't know how they add a little bit more weight to it because he literally can't die. But like, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do it, because both those movies, I like both of those movies. Absolutely loved the first one, as everyone did, because it felt like a breath of fresh air at the time. Now, we have talked about it. People are kind of going, people who watch a lot of movies like us are kind of going, okay, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> I think a, this, let's learn a change up. I think this one's a up? layup. I don't think they have to change anything about the character. I think this is a layup because now he could just riff. Like, so much of what makes Deadpool good is the fact that he's riffing on other superhero movies and projects. Now he's literally in the MCU, so he's literally on the inside. He can just riff on the MCU. If he just riffs on the MCU and makes fun of all of our favorite MCU moments and superheroes for two hours, it's already a banger, bro. Like, we don't even have to get into what the plot is, whether he's going to live or die, who the villain is. Like, if he's just slandering Thor and Tom Holland especially, if he slanders Tom Holland for five combined movie minutes, already good. <laughs> I'm in. Like, I just want to see him you slander everyone. You do have a point because now they have the ability to, like, what were they doing? Like only making fun of the Fox X-Men? Like, yuck. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which that bit in the second movie is funny where they open the door and they're all there. But like, <laughs> and, and him making fun of Wolverine is objectively funny. But now Hilarious. just being able to like say, fuck Chris Evans is like a really funny. <laughs> you know, I'm here it, for it, bro. If he's he already did a little bit of America. an Freak Eye. They already brought That's in true. the he Fox. They're already... <laughs> They're already doing it. 
Um, they can't miss. Like they, they can't miss with this. It's just not gonna happen. Like whatever they do is going to be just hilarious and a good time. I feel like. Um, so let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make this a shorter podcast. Let's go through and though, uh, talk about our favorite Ryan Reynolds movies. Um, we've already talked about his career retros, which this just turned into a Ryan Reynolds pod, but, um, yeah. So if you had a favorite of all time, which he's now, like you said, Dex been in a ton of projects, uh, this shit goes back to 1993. This is crazy. Do you have a favorite that he has done? For me, it's got to be the proposal, the Sandra Bullock rom-com. I just the Sandra Bullock truther of this pod, but I love her, and I think she's great. I actually own the proposal on DVD, funnily enough. Uh, shout out to the Walmart bargain bin, but I fucking love that movie. Uh, you know, he doesn't really do anything that's like phenomenal or like earth-shattering as an actor, and it. it's a regular rom-com but it's just really funny and sandra bullock is really funny betty white's mm-hmm. in it r.i.p to the legend uh i feel like we haven't said r.i.p betty white on this podcast <laughs> somehow I think, but i think we r.i.p betty white we R. R. Love R. betty white but uh yeah she's hilarious in the movie it's not it's not good because ryan reynolds is in it but it is good and ryan reynolds is in it so yeah there was a move there was a moment where he was also going to be the rom-com guy you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like every white guy in Hollywood was going to be the rom com like during the two thousands, early twenty tens. <laughs> they were like, "All right, we we went through Tom Hanks in the nineties. We cannot do that anymore. Who is going to be the, the who is going to be the maybe kind of good looking white guy that's going to be in this? Yeah, it's like every, every single one like had at least a couple of rom coms under their belt. You know, yeah, you you're Ryan Reynolds. Matthew McConaughey's, uh, you know, just Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Yeah. yeah. Teej, uh, uh, you can't uh, say Six Underground. Other than Deadpool, uh, I have to go. Well, first of all, I'll give a shout out to The Hitman's Bodyguard. Those movies are perfectly fine. Uh, I, I just saw the first one like a couple, like maybe a month ago. So I was not on these movies. I still haven't seen the second one, but I thought it was. How fine. is that movie not on Netflix? That's a great question. It feels like it, it feels, feels like, like every other Netflix movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm sorry, I have to go with Six on the Ground. It is. Ew, dude. I just love it so much. I've seen it like you gotta five explain times. this to me because that movie I literally almost couldn't okay. finish it. It was one of the worst movies I've ever the seen. Plot it's is, so bad. The plot is stupid. Ryan Reynolds is giving quips, which is incredible, and the fucking action scenes are so good. They they make no sense. It doesn't make sense that magnets are the whole key to the movie, but you have seen magnets in seven or eight uh, action movies since that movie dropped because Michael Mann is an innovator. And they have a dude literally doing parkour. They have fucking EDM blaring through your speakers. It's just like an hour and a half of pure adrenaline. I love every second of it. I, I cannot get enough of it. It's so dumb. They're making more of them. Thank God. I hope they make 10 more of them. Because Ryan Reynolds doesn't even talk a lot in these movies. It's more just like action, and then he does the occasional quip, and then you're back to the action. Everybody's hot. Everybody's dressed like in a way that's not appropriate for whatever mission that they're going on, and <laughs> it is just fucking phenomenal. People are jumping off of skyscrapers. People are getting shot. I, 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 I just, I'm just a big like. I love, love Michael Bay. Love him, except for those Transformers movies I wasn't really into. But I love Michael Bay. I'm gonna be the first person in line to watch Ambulance. 
Like, oh, that movie's gonna be so ass. That movie's gonna suck. I I'm gonna be, love I'm gonna be in there with you watching Ambulance, man. That shit looks incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna that be looks right incredible. There. It looks just like the most cocaine induced <laughs> idea I've ever heard of in my entire life. They've that been shoving that be trailer so ass. <laughs> they've been throwing that trailer at us for seemingly six months. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be there day fucking one. I can't wait. <laughs> it's probably gonna be bad, but I'm gonna have a great time. Jake, Jill, these are two like Academy Award nominated. What are they doing? <laughs> it looks so. Jake Gyllenhaal had such wait. a weird career because he will just be like, "All right, I'm going to make this project where I'm like, like, I'll." He does the Leo thing where he's like, "I'm going to live in a bear or whatever and get ripped <laughs> and do the whole method acting thing." And then he's also just, then he's also just like. All right, I'm gonna shoot AK-47s for three hours. It's like, <laughs> why? What? I don't. I fucking wait for ambulance. I'm in. I'm fucking in. Um, no, the that movie makes no sense. Six Underground makes zero sense. Like the plot, the like the lines don't even go together. If you watch that, the editing of that movie gives me an aneurysm. I nearly had to turn it off because it was like, <laughs> I genuinely. I genuinely got lost. I was like, wait. It's bad. I enjoy every second of that film, especially when they start to do the parkour and the half-constructed building. You can't... That was the coolest thing I saw that year in the film. It was the coolest shit I've I ever feel seen. you on that, though, because there's a lot of movies... Like, when Netflix makes a really bad movie, it becomes enjoyable. <laughs> when they make these, like, Adam Project movies that are just, like, fine, it's whatever. But when they make just, like, a really, really bad movie... I, amazing. I mean, it was a terrible movie <laughs> with a $300 million budget. It was bananas. I couldn't Every believe dollar it. of that that they spent was worth it. I could I I watched it when the first time I watched uh Six Underground, I watched it twice in a row. I was floored by it. <laughs> I could not stop watching it. I had so much fun. Holy I had so shit. much fun. There is just nothing like they'll say a line and then it'll cut to them doing something completely different from what they said. It is just pure adrenaline. And I kind of, it was like, it was like if you took every Michael Mann movie and just like, like melted it down and just took the base ingredients. And then like you started smoking whatever it was like, you smoked it together, you smoked it. It was like, wow, this is like a super, this is like super drugs. That's what Six Underground <laughs> is. Just like, we don't need a plot. We don't need that coherent dialogue. Literally just crush up all the stuff that people like in my movies and just mainline it. And that's what Six Underground is. It's perfect. I love it. God damn, that movie stinks. There really um, is no plot to that film, and it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm in. I'm in for the ride every time. Yeah, I think my favorite, I mean, this is going to sound basic, but my favorite Ryan Reynolds is the original Deadpool. I think that is one of the better comedies of like the last, because they just don't make comedies anymore, is one of the better comedies of like the last few years. This King of Staten um, Island erasure, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> It's also one of the last like super popular R-rated because those are our our movies, right? Like, yeah, an yeah, R-rated absolutely. comedy is something that doesn't come along every day now, uh, especially yeah. one that, that actually does like does well. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean that that movie's still if you pop that in today, you're still gonna laugh the entire time because it was so novel at the time. We were just like, what the? Yeah. This is not what the superhero movies are like. Like this guy's cussing, he's making fun of other superheroes. We had never seen no shit like that on the movie screen before. <laughs> I also and think like they the made contrast, that movie. Like I the think contrast between the X Men Origins like version of Deadpool yeah. and that, yeah. which is so fucking stark. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Yo, what? They wasted our lives." That fucking X Men Origins Wolverine movie when they're uh, doing this shit. 
Yeah, I was going to say, they also like made the movie for like $58 million and made a billion dollars on it. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, the first Deadpool cost half as much as the Adam Project? That's what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bro, yep. streaming is not a real business, bro. Like, it's not a real thing. It's all fake. This shit is this all is fake. Money. They're lying. There's no fucking way Netflix is making money on this. There's, it's not possible, bro. That's insane. <laughs> I don't care how many subscribers you have. There's no fucking way you're making movies like this for $100 million. And making it all back with fucking $22 a month from families across the world. It's not happening, bro. This That's shit is insane. money laundering. This shit is fake. Yeah. Do not. They better not dare take the uh, sharing privileges away either. Do not yeah, dare that. do that. I'm out of here. That's not going to go well. Netflix, please stop. Stop playing I don't, pay, I don't pay for my Netflix. My dad has Netflix and I just use his. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm. If I can't use it anymore, I'm just not gonna have Netflix anymore, and that'll have to be okay. Like, fuck that. Did you see this? No, I did not. <laughs> sure no, didn't. I did not. Is that a Netflix film? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> we don't uh, support those in this household. Honestly, you though, have to pick one other than Deadpool because we all love Deadpool. You have to pick uh, something that's not Deadpool to highlight. Oh, uh, I love definitely. Maybe I watched it. I watched it uh, not too long ago. I think it was on. Um, I think it's on Netflix. Maybe. Netflix or HBO, one of the uh, one of those ones, but it was um, one of the streaming services. It was on Amazon, maybe too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Hulu. It definitely maybe is like way better than it deserves any right to be. And I think it's like the chemistry between he and I think it was Abigail Breslin that was uh, yeah. in that movie too. Um, yeah, it's it's way better than it has any any right to be, and the plot is like. Like it, the plot shouldn't work, but it ends up really being kind of heartfelt and romantic and fun at the very end of the movie. And I think it's definitely the best romantic comedy he made because you like the proposal, but like I think it's like the most well received he actually made. And so, um, yeah, I really like definitely maybe like unironically, I will go back and I'll watch that. I'm a sucker. For, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to this podcast, sucker for rom coms. Like, even yeah, if I love rom coms man even a a, a mid rom-com is better than like 20 adam projects to me i don't know why absolutely like, i don't know why i mean like if they're like bad bad then they yeah they kind of get on my nerves but like a decent rom-com goes a long way in my book and they don't really make them anymore which is yeah. which is sad netflix uh, makes them <laughs> but those are like bad though they make like actual like bad movies true yeah, we need them yeah. to make some mid and then they could really be then yeah. they could really be hidden but they'd be making just make a good ones. movie said what dudes netflix, on a podcast netflix's lane needs to be just buying every book that you've ever heard of and just making that like adapting those movies like that should be yeah, their lane like to all the boys that i ever loved before that first movie i shouldn't have liked it but it's, it was like okay and so i was yeah. like yeah it's really good you know what i mean so but no they'd rather make tall girl and tall girl too like yeah no, or uh, the kissing booth or whatever those 18 movies that they made on there are that like no you know Get what i mean with that <laughs> yeah. i don't want that bullshit anymore i do think though the netflix like the problem that they have is that i mean they're a tech company they're not a movie studio so you get a lot of movie, like a lot of movie studios, you'll hear about like studio interference. And there's a reason they're doing that 
It's because they're people who have made movies before and they have opinions <laughs> about how movies should be made, right? <laughs> Netflix, they don't interfere at all because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just throw up any fucking thing. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes studio interference is bad, but sometimes they save us some pretty bad or mediocre shit and they make it memorable. Netflix can't do that. <laughs> Whatever or they'll just, the director they'll did, literally they're just throw just... it up there. Movie studios, for some reason, like have decided sometimes they'll just eat the cost and bury a movie. They just won't come yep. out. Yeah. Like this movie is so bad. It would actually be better for our bottom line if no one ever saw it. Yeah. And so we'll just bury it. <laughs> for some reason, they'll just eat that cost. Netflix is like, Netflix get it has out never there. done that. Netflix yeah. is like, I don't give a shit what it is. The floor is lava. Prep, upload that shit right now. <laughs> upload that shit right now. <laughs> they have Dude. a new show called Is It Cake? They're like, Fucking upload that right now. Put that shit up there. That Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley movie, Chaos Walking, that nobody saw, it's yeah. very, very bad. But Netflix would have had that shit on the front page for two months. Like, yeah. They would have paid for that shit. They would have been like, it's Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. We're throwing this shit up, and we're going to tell people that a billion hours of this have been streamed in the past week. <laughs> this shit is going up, bitch. Yeah. Well- Amazon is buying MGM, so we're in a really weird space because I think what's going to happen is that these mega tech companies are going to just start acquiring movie studios as opposed to trying to make movies. Amazon's also been struggling to make their movies. Apple is struggling to make their movies. Like, uh, Apple's really struggling to make movies that make people want to go get Apple, even though we all have Apple devices. We have been like, oh, we don't really care about Apple TV like that. So I think what's going to happen is just going to go acquire these studios as opposed to going against them and trying to make movies that win Oscars against these movie studios. Just going to go buy them. You're seeing Amazon do it with MGM, which is massive because obviously the MGM back catalog is probably one of the greatest things in history. I mean, it's like they it's like the history of movies. Yes, basically. (laughs) Like if you go through MGM's catalog, you will see a history, the history of movies. You will see the bangers from every era, not every banger, but probably every other banger from every era of movie making. Mm -hmm in the modern day. So like that is where we're headed. And I think that Netflix needs to understand that that is a much better idea than keep doing this because what they're trying to do, you can't just throw a hundred million dollars at somebody and hire actors and actresses that we like and think that it's going to result in a good movie. Cause most of the time, like we're just like, we're saying it's just forgettable, which is worse than making a bad movie. If you make a horrible movie, we'll talk about it. If you yeah. make the Adam project, we are not going to remember that movie six months after you put it out. That's just the way it is. <laughs> We're not going to remember yeah. that it even existed. I forgot about Red Notice until y'all brought it up on this podcast. It had already left my brain. It was gone. <laughs> it was already gone. But, I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. Netflix, they, honestly, their best shit is when they just go to some random part of America and set up a camera crew, and they're like, these people are fucking weird. Y'all got to see this <laughs> shit. Like, Tiger King. <laughs> y'all wouldn't cheer. believe this shit. It really, man, it really is like when we go to this, it's like, it really is showing like the elites in, in the metropolitan areas is like, this is what people out in the sticks look like. And it's just like, yeah, literally fucking, uh, second I've been eating it, or whatever. I've been eating at Walmart for 10 years. Not, never, just like, good Lord. Like bad. As long vegan. as Netflix keeps making cheer, I am always going to keep paying the subscription. And that shit cost them $19 to make, bro. Exactly. Like, that's what I want from you guys. I don't need the $100 million Ryan Reynolds movie from you, Netflix. You're way- throwing money away. And we all know that uh, streaming platforms are the new NFT. It is a scam. Yeah, we-, we know that you're not making $100 million back on the Adam Project. We know, we know you're that. Not. 
We yeah, know you're spend, not. Don't lie to us. Why would you spend $100 million on the Adam Project when you can rent out a $13 a night motel in Corsicana, Texas and make <laughs> cheer and have all of us fucking love that shit? <laughs> That's all you have to do, bro. Uh. Man, I still can't believe the most popular show in the world is based in Corsicana, Texas. <laughs> Nothing's in Corsicana, Texas, man. Nothing except it fucking cheer. Except cheer. Man, that shit is amazing. <laughs> it's the best. Ne- some of the best they can go to unknown community colleges and be like, "Hey, just film the football team," and people are like, "Oh, I'll watch that shit." They went, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> <laughs> they just showed up to fucking Oklahoma and we're like, "See, I'll be playing with tigers and shit, right? That's cool." <laughs> fucking phenomenal. <laughs> or like that Indian matchmaking show. Literally, just some random Indian people who were dating, and they were like, "Huh, that's funny." And I hate that, that shit. Show up. was insane. <laughs> and a lot of fun. also, also like. Yeah, they're they're dumb dating game shows too, like The Circle or uh, Love, Love is, is Blind. Blind. Oh my god, it <laughs> so just good. like they it really can't like who they get to host Nick Lachey. Like he can't yeah. cost ten bucks. <laughs> How much does he cost? Yeah. A lot less than Ryan Reynolds. They could have hired just any fucking like D list celebrity off a of cameo to host that show, and would have been exactly the same. Like it's so I think they have, that we all they have their place. We figured out Netflix. We figured it out. The next Netflix super project is the One Take Podcast in which we pitch uh, very, very cheap ideas to them and they all make a bajillion dollars. They need to lock us in a room like this and just be (laughs) like, you don't get food or water until you come out with 1,500 ideas. You have a budget of $150,000. Pitch your TV show. Go. Yeah. Nope, doesn't work. Electric shock. And that's how <laughs> I just need you to think. Let's just gonna do our, our draft from a few episodes ago where we were like the most random jobs you can make a movie about. They're just gonna actually make those like, you know, reality <laughs> shows. <laughs> we cost a lot less than whoever the hell you went to go hire that gave you the Adam project. And I probably we could probably make something better, but even if it's not better, it will be much cheaper. So yeah. hire us. I can work Netflix. We are here. I'll do it for hey, half the price. Send me to cut and shoot Texas with a with a with a camera. I, I guarantee you, I'll, I'll come back. With, I guarantee you, I'll find some people. Honestly, bro, like the rodeo just ended down here in Houston. You can send me out there with a camera crew next year, and I got you some shit. Like I got you ten episodes of content right there in two weeks, easy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I paid my life savings and go to this George Strait concert. You wouldn't believe. They're like, holy <laughs> shit. I've been volunteering at the Houston Rodeo for 25 years. I take this shit seriously. <laughs> whenever, whenever we didn't have the rodeo last year, <laughs> my life came crashing down. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, and all you got to do is throw some dramatic ass music over it and some, some good camera cuts. Boom. 100 million hours streamed immediately. If you heard right now that there was a seven-hour Netflix documentary about rodeo clowns, I mean, you're clicking on that. And so yeah. is America. <laughs> I don't know anything about rodeo clowns, but I know I want to see them get hurt, and I want to see exactly how they live their lives, and I'm sure all those dudes are fucking insane if you put a camera on them. <laughs> give them Gotta one be. drink and let them talk for a little bit. They're probably insane. Put that sizzle reel out there where that dude gets flipped like Johnny Knoxville a thousand <laughs> times, and you'll just be like, yeah, I'm clicking on it. Like... <laughs> Absolutely. The fact that Netflix hadn't come out with a jackass show either or like something like that, because one, that stuff, the jackass movies still don't take any money to make. 
Like, and they always make money. Always, always, yeah. always. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done. We're giving away our ideas, guys. We got to stop. <laughs> All right, we got to stop that. No more All for right. you, big Netflix, big yeah. streaming. That has been a One Tech Podcast. Uh, quick episode this week. Uh, you can find us at One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and the like. You can stream us anywhere that you get your podcast. Um, you know what comes out next week, guys? We got to do a movie. We got to do a review over. Morbius winners. <laughs> oh my god. Mo- Morbius comes out next week. Oh, oh shit! God. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that as a running bit on this movie. I cannot or on this podcast. I cannot watch, wait to watch that movie. Um, hey, uh, Teach. I know that we had Jared Leto on the bubble, but safe for right now. Uh, the the reviews for Morbius not looking good, and the reviews for the We Work Show not looking good either. Your boy, your boy might be defunded. Damn, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even defend that because I the trailers for Morbius and the We Work Show both look trash to me. I did not. I was not. <laughs> I, I I watched a couple episodes of the We Work Show. I'm so confused. Is it good? No, you were confused. <laughs> it's not bad. Like it's not like bad. It's just not. It's just nothing. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to really do or say. And plus, the guy, the guy that Jared Leto is playing, is a cartoon character to begin with. Yeah. It's like making. It's like making that show like over the Tiger King. Like the best part is that this guy is a real person that we just don't, you know, uh, so, it, so when they're playing them on screen, it just doesn't make, it feels like Jared Leto's doing a bit and we're not in on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause that dude, Adam Newman, I think is his name. He's yeah. so fucking weird. Yeah. Strange. The Hulu documentary and, goes crazy. Watch that. Hulu doc. Just watch the documentary. That's what I have to say about half of these shows too. Like the, the bad blood or whatever documentary, like watch that instead of, you know, I need to get to the bad uh, blood documentary. It, it just all these all these scam shows work better as the real life thing so but yeah the the show's not it's just nothing it's not not a anything i think like uh and hathaway's pretty good but other than that it's just um so yeah we might have to defund jared leto but our next our next podcast will be over we may be live streaming our oscar instant reactions which i got a mainline like 10 movies and i got a half Fuck marathon to one to run this I weekend and so i that... fucking wait what day are the running a half in? marathon this weekend yeah i'm running a half marathon on saturday <laughs> yeah so we got to do that and then hopefully not die so we can may so we can live stream our oscars instant reactions and how oh uh, shit that's friday the oscars are on a friday sunday. no sunday sunday okay i was like what yeah so we gotta do that so we can all get mad that power of the dog won 15 oscars oh. so that means so that means that our next episode is going to be on the oscars and we're going to do a live stream yeah. on sunday i'm yeah I'm fucking love power the of the dog this tape <laughs> two hours. that's all it's gonna be, be just 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 prepping whoever likes power of the dog or whatever uh which i guess people have found my article and i'm justified in not liking it because every comment on that is like this movie was but so like, bro there's something so satisfying about that like i've had so many people find my liquor's pizza article and they've been like thank god everyone else like this movie sucks too i i i can't believe i thought i was the only person who didn't like this movie thank god someone else hates this shit like something about that just feels so good <laughs> i only have like, two more to watch i only have i have uh, drive my car to watch 
and I have to watch Belfast, which I guess I'm gonna have to pay for because that shit still doesn't stream. But uh, complete I, I opposite ends of the same. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also, uh, also, Jane Campion is just kind of weird. So, like that speech is gonna be awkward regardless. Like, we are an anti-Jane Campion podcast, and hopefully, she does not get on that stage. We're gonna have to deal with her speech. Please, please, don't get Power of the Dog anything. Please let Will Smith win so he can dunk on Jane Campion. From the- <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That clip with her and Serena and Venus is just weird. It was just a weird clip. Like, why'd you do clip. that? What'd you say that for, fam? Like, nobody asked you anything about Venus and Serena Williams, bro. Just accept your award and talk about your movie and get off the stage, please, please, ma'am. This is a Wendy's. We don't care about your face. <laughs> about Wendy's. Like, what are you doing? I have to compete against the guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed yeah. to say? That's how this. That's how this works. That's, that's how movies work. Nobody told you, you to do think, that. Like, I don't, you don't think Serena Williams has ever played tennis against a man. I'm sure she does all the time, and she fucking destroys them. Jane Campion, get off the stage. Get off the stage. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll rant on that. We'll rant on that movie on Sunday. That is our next uh, episode, so tune in for that. Uh, I'm sure we'll actually have a few people watching and streaming because that historically was our last most downloaded episode was our Oscars reaction. So, yeah, uh, Dex, your thirst uh, thirst tweets have turned into <laughs> us potentially getting a guest. We'll tease that, deep tease that for later. You can go find that on Twitter. But what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence too, baby. You already know how we do it. Always got to plug it at the end of every podcast. Shout out to our super fan, Aaron, for knowing that we've been on this day one. Hey, love podcast. you, Aaron. Told frowny y'all. Frowny face God. The frowny face God. Support her. Next year, we're coming for that Oscar. All right. And we're out. Made a promise to my mama that I bless her with some grandkids. She can spoil them. But till then, I'm getting dollars. I'm just doing what I gotta. Can a man live? And it's all day. I'm a god. Get a whole squad of job. Get them all paid. Came a long way from all state. Yeah. Now we all American. Shit. We all American. Yeah. I swear to God, I put the hero in heroin. These flows, kilos. I can sell snow to a ski slope. I can sell evil to the devil. Non believers to a temple. Shit. I can sell water to a speedboat. And these eyes is iconic. I went pro, made profit. Now I keep some dead faces in my pocket. Getting faded. I've been stoned all week. All week. But what's a guy without a little OD? Just twisting my wig. Easing my mind. Why you worry about me? Stop tripping. I'm fine. But he's bitch done lost it lately.